this is sad cast. <laughs> I, I was going to do the same mistake I did last week. Oh, fuck, my microphone fell. <laughs> if it's not the, the other mistake, it's that mistake. Um, and It's already a mess. I should, I should just stop this right now, and that's the 28th. Sad cast. This is sad cast episode 28, and I am your host, Sadwater. That's my name. Last week I made the mistake by saying um, this is Sadwater episode 27. That's what I said. I renamed the podcast just for last week to Sadwater, and that's what I did. Uh, so I have some good questions tonight. I have some good questions from last week that I didn't get to because whenever I have a guest, uh, and last week was Savannah Hudson from the band Between Friends, uh, I don't like talking politics or anything like that, or even if it's, uh, something that could be perceived as offensive or anything like that. I don't, I don't really like putting them in situations like that because when I have guests on, I always feel like, at least for now, since this is not a huge podcast right now, I think that I always feel like they're doing me a favor being there. And I'm always grateful for guests coming on. So uh, that being said, I have Instagram Live going for probably 10 more minutes. And then I'll leave that up for 24 hours. And then I'm going to call a hater. And then I'm going to call someone else who um, wants to teach me about white privilege and why it's a real thing i'm gonna listen with an open mind but but then i'll destroy her with facts and reason um but let's get to the long question i always get one long question by one person and they're very well thought out unlike anything i do on here nothing's thought out so i appreciate someone's doing something that is thought out and uh, I need to figure out another word for thought out or else I'm going to say it five times in a row like I just did. All right. So I'm going to read this question. It says, uh, hold on, let me just uh, focus my eyes. And uh, there we go. You, you, I, 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 I couldn't do a, no a sound for focusing my eyes, but just trust me, I did. Okay. It says, take this scenario. There are two and only two camps of people on earth. They have different values and disagree on mostly every issue. Each side, side A and side B, don't have uh, completely same values among each other, but essentially share the same core values. <laughs> I know where you're going with this. Everyone in each side is deeply uh, is united deeply with the others in their side. Then one day everyone from side B disappears. There's only side A left on Earth. Do you think that side A would split into a few more factions and there would be another side A minus side or side B uh, conflict until there are only the people that agree on everything standing or would all side A be able to peacefully coexist? Um, okay. I'm uh, assuming these are humans. There, th th the concept of coexisting and uh, I mean, when I see those bumper stickers, I hate I know I'm going to hate those people. And right then and there, their bumper sticker failed because I hate them. And I can't coexist <laughs> with people with coexist stickers because they're so stupid. They look at the world very uh, in, in like such a simplistic viewpoint, whatever. They, they, uh, they, I don't think they realize or they just ignore the fact that it's so complex out there. So I know with this question, you're trying to m simplify the way things are right now and uh you know so people can digest this a little easier but 
let's just go with real life things. Uh, let's even look at the Native Americans. What they don't teach you in school, it, what they like to teach you in school is that uh, white people from Europe came here and killed all the Ind- Native Americans. There were some left over, and then now they live horrible lives, and white people are bad. That's basically what schools teach you right now. I mean, you know how they say fake news? That's just fake teaching. And and they leave out the fact that there were thousands of different tribes and they did not coexist with each other. They they were, they were at war with each other all the time. And that's because it's human nature. These are people untouched from the rest of the world, yet they acted like humans in the rest of the world, except they were a little bit more primitive than humans from the rest of the world, meaning they didn't have the technology that people from European countries coming here had. So, um, no, I don't, I, I think that it's, it's impossible. There's always going to be conflict. And then whenever you have politicians talk about, uh, ending, uh, or, or, or stopping crime and stopping murder and all of those things, it's, it, it's impossible. They're selling you, um, uh, a fake reality. They're selling you utopia. I mean, I mean, at least they try to paint that picture and granted there are, you know, laws are there to protect people, um, and, and I don't necessarily think they can really prevent things. If people want to do bad things, they'll do bad things. But, but there is then the justice system that will put them away, process them and put them away and so on. But back to, uh, the question at hand, it's, it's, there's no coexist. It, do, it doesn't, it does there's always going to be thousands of different factions of humans, um, and if it's not a political thing, it's going to be a religious thing or a cultural thing. I mean, you know, you, you'll you find – look at sports. I mean, people hate uh, – let's just use the New York Yankees, for example, because that's the first thing that pops in my head. Uh, people that like the New York Mets hate the New York Yankees. They, they even live in the same state. You know what I mean? We're always going to find things to dislike about other people, and, and we make these little tribes. So um, – Granted, uh, I think that, let's just say the United States, I think that we were a little bit stronger in the 80s. I like the 80s, even the 90s. We we kind of were a little bit more harmonious. And then comes the internet, and then, <laughs> and then there's just a billion different tribes, and they exist all online. And the worst thing about it is that the mob mentality that we succumb to and we buy into is so much more damaging to our psyche and to the way we treat other people because we don't have to interact with people face to face. So we could say the most disgusting things to people that that we deem racist, hateful, misogynist, whatever you want to call it. Um, I mean, we are... <laughs> I forgot. I actually blanked right now and, and, and don't know where that sentence was going from before. But I'm just going to say that because of the Internet, we treat people way, way, way wor- worse. I mean, I don't think that anyone could have foresaw that. And it's because we don't have to interact with people face to face. Try acting the way you do online with someone you hate. Uh, try acting the same way uh, when you're face to face. You can't. You're, it's, not, it's not ingrained in your head. It's just not how we are. And, and then we're just going to... F- we find the most trivial things to hate people for. <laughs> I think I totally uh, ignored that question. Oh, actually, before I get to the other questions, and I had it in my notes, uh, 
and then I just totally forgot to talk about it. But I really wanted to talk about the Fire Festival. Uh, those two documentaries that came out. There was a Fire Festival documentary on Hulu and on Netflix. The Hulu one is better. It's just more informative. Uh, it does things with editing and with sound effects and and that are a little bit nefarious. They're a little bit uh, dishonest with how they portray the guy. Uh, his name's Billy McFarland or whatever, the guy that started the Firefest. And it's just funny that we already buy into the fact that that guy's a piece of shit. You don't need to do tricks with editing and sound effects to make him even worse of a person. It just makes it too cartoonish. But that's besides the point. I like how people are so... um, They're piling on that guy so much. And he's in jail. So, I mean, justice has been served, right? The guy stole millions of dollars to do a music festival that never happened. And and he, he basically conned himself. He believed the con so much that he ended up conning himself. So he's not like some smart mastermind of a con artist. He's just some guy that had access to really wealthy people and was semi-likable. And uh, what people fail to forget is there's way more dangerous people out there with regards to being con artists like Bernie Madoff. And even he's not the... He's just the tip of the iceberg. I mean, the real con artists are the bankers and uh, the people who got away with the Wall Street crash and the politicians who helped them along the way. Uh, and no one went to jail for that. Yet now we have some guy who made a music festival and conned $36 million out of rich people, and um, and everyone freaks out like he he's Hitler. Um, it's so easy to hate him, though, and I think that's why. And uh, it's such an interesting story. So basically, he, he if you, for those of you that don't know, don't know he was going to do this music festival on the beaches of the Bahamas, and he made this whole... It was actually, the the campaign before was actually very effective. Um, And he proves my point of FOMO, fear of missing out. So he got all these Instagram models, like the biggest models in the world, to go to to the beach uh, where he was hanging out in the Bahamas, and he made a commercial. All he did was he made a commercial of of a soon-to-be music festival that never happened. But it got people so excited that he was selling packages worth $250,000 because people thought they were going to end up parting with these really rich people, rich, rich and famous and, and, uh, and beautiful Instagram models and all these things. But what people fail to talk about when they're talking about him in these documentaries is that even though he's a piece of shit, but again, let me just say this again. He is not, even the worst of the worst. Like I said, the bankers and the, the the politicians that were behind the 2008 crash, the people that ended up making money off of that, or even someone like Dick Cheney who made billions of dollars for Halliburton when he got us into war with Iraq for absolutely no reason. Um, those are the real pieces of shit. The ones that that do it with the government behind them and and lose millions of people a ton of money and walk away with not even a slap on the wrist. They wa- they're ghosts. No one even knows their names, and they just totally conned everyone in the country. So this guy conned stupid people who buy into fear of missing out uh, by go- by making a festival that never happened, and then people freak out because it's 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 like the same people who who bought into the 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 idea of going to that festival and maybe couldn't afford it, maybe felt that they were conned emotionally. And that's why people can buy into hating him so much. But the funny thing is, is that I was looking at these documentaries and I'm thinking, man, that guy, that guy sucks. But 
I kind of love what he did <laughs> because he just proved my point. I talk about on this podcast, I always talk about how fear of missing out is such a, and we all fall into it. We all fall um, victims to it by uh, believing that we should feel less of ourselves and 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 you know dim- diminish our own value as a human being uh by buying into those kinds of things and when when you watch this movie and you see these people get to the festival and it, it really looks like a, it ended up looking like a refugee camp and no not one artist pr- ended up performing everyone backed out in the last minute uh you had you know I guess 6,000 people were going to attend and then maybe less than a half of that ended up being able to attend. And so the people that were there on the Bahamas trapped on the island, uh, they, uh, they, they were on film. They were, they were, you know, there was documentary people there and then there was also their own footage that they were shooting because that's what they do. They film everything that they do. Uh, so even when it's bad, they were filming it and putting it on their Instagram and they were saying that this is the worst thing that's ever happened to me in my whole life. Uh, and, and, and they were going on and on and on about that. And I'm just thinking, no, this is the best thing that's ever happened to you in your entire life. You don't even know it yet. If this is the worst thing that's ever happened to you, uh, you're 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 blessed because there's there's worse things happening uh, to everyone around the world. But um Hopefully you'll learn from this lesson and not believe in fear of missing out and maybe be a little bit skeptical uh, about people like Billy McFarland and the Fire Festival. And that's my little rant about those movies. By the way, the, the, like I said, the Hulu one is a little, little bit better. I'm going to now turn off Instagram Live and then go on with the podcast. All right, let's get to the questions um, and and... I DM'd those two people that were going to be on here, and hopefully at least one of them will DM me back. But if not, then next week. But let's get to the questions. I'm going to go to the ones from last week that I didn't get to. Um, This one wasn't even controversial, but I I just missed it, I guess. Um, Are music slash movie award shows just popularity contests? Yes, that's what they are. It's not even about the best of the best it's it's pure popularity contest um i have a friend who she won an academy award like three or four years ago and uh i remember that i don't uh for the movie she had a movie a year before that that she was trying to get nominated for and her management people sent her to all these film festivals and all these parties to schmooze and all that and uh, and what it is is you're like a politician you you campaign to uh get nominated so she didn't get nominated for that one but then she had another movie come out a year or two later and uh and i think that she earned her stripes (laughs) from that first go around and then she got nominated and, and then ended up winning um and it's it's really it's it's pure uh it is a popularity contest. I mean, it's it's the whole thing so stupid. I mean, if if you even care or pay attention, the uh, the Oscars, they they uh, the nominations went out today, and uh, Black Panther, <laughs> Black Panther, got nominated for Best Picture, not because it's a good movie, but because of how culturally relevant it is, and that's what people are saying it's it's not my opinion that's legit what people are saying 
It's so stupid. Um, you you could have enjoyed that movie, but that's not a best movie picture. It's a joke. I actually hated that movie. I thought it was really bad. But uh, I don't know. The whole thing's so stupid. And uh, oh, and then Vice, this the movie of of Dick Cheney. That movie got nominated, and I, and I watched that movie, and I hate Dick Cheney. <laughs> And I was hoping that the movie would be at least a little bit serious, and and it was a joke. Um, I I actually am a little bit confused as to why that got nominated. I I really don't know. It's so stupid. I I don't even watch the award shows anymore. Um, I think I used to when I was younger. I love movies, but I just think that the movies I like aren't really revered by the Academy and those types. They're so serious. Yet, they'll nominate Black Panther. Next question. Is free will real or an illusion? Um, I don't know. I actually ask myself that a lot. I think that it's both. I think we think we have more free will than we really do. And I think I've mentioned this in the podcast before. Uh, It's... It's not fully an illusion. I mean, there is free will, and we do make our own decisions. A lot of the times we do things, and we don't know why. Um, But that's a really hard one. That's a hard one to answer. You know what? I'll answer that. I'd actually like that as a conversation if I ever have a really smart person as a guest. Not saying the other people I've had on the podcast aren't smart. I'm talking about like a legit... uh, philosophical philosophy guy. (laughs) All right. um, Why did people make up religion? Well, people made up religion because it's a a weird way. It's a weird way that we all kind of figured out how to work together with people from around the world that you've never met. Um, because like I've said before, humans are very tribal and our tribes were at most a hundred people and you knew at most a hundred people, that'd be a pretty big tribe. And then religion was a way to get people from all over the world to do, to do things together. I mean, if you think about, if you look at the progression of technology, it kind of started to happen through agriculture and what happened with agriculture was after we figured that out and we figured out farming, we weren't very nomadic anymore. So when we were nomadic, it was the tribes. It, the tribe would pick up and go hunt and gather and then keep moving and keep moving. Um, so there was no time to settle down and think of art or um, technology. And when, when I say technology, I mean the wheel. <laughs> uh, but actually tribes with hunting and gathering figured out fire so that was kind of like the first thing but then when we figured out agriculture we figured out how to farm and and uh that's where cities were built around and then that's how governments popped up because then they the governments figured out i mean people who started governments figured out hey i'm gonna tax the farmers and take 10 percent of their crops so with that came religion because we were able to kind of sit still build cities with you know instead of hundreds of people thousands of people and then you know because humans are storytellers like natural storytellers uh that's kind of 
what ended up happening. I mean, we were telling legendary stories, I mean, of legends, right? And we mythologized them. And then, uh, you know, then we wrote it down. We figured out how to write down our history. So we started writing it down. And then uh, that is a way to pass information across the world. And, um, and yeah, that's why we have religion. I, I really kind of think it's funny that people now will shit on religion. I used to when I was younger um, because it's like the trendy thing to do. Uh, I... I don't do that anymore. It's kind of like how vegans act. Vegan Vegans love to shit on meat eaters and say, oh, we're all horrible and all that. But what vegans don't understand is they're able to exist because of meat eaters. Meat eaters pave the way for the, the world we live in. Um, meat eaters built buildings and built countries and all that. And you have to also understand that I that a lot of people, a lot of scientists think that uh, hu- the human mind evolved through uh, hunting and gathering and strategizing and then actually eating meat. It, the the enzymes might have you know caused our brain to evolve slightly different, and maybe we became smarter, or maybe it wasn't really the meat, but the act of hunting. But either way, it made us who we are. So uh, vegans don't understand that. Uh, they benefited off of meat eaters, and the only reason that they can become vegans is because of meat eaters. Uh, and there's a whole other, there's a whole, <laughs> there's a lot more to what I don't like about vegans, but but I can put that aside for another time. But but it's the same thing with wh- how people treat religion. They they all shit on religion. I think it's totally valid. It's totally fine to not believe in uh, God or religion or. Uh, want to be an atheist or agnostic or whatever, but um, you can't totally destroy the past and you can't totally destroy the things that built the things that you enjoy. And, uh, you know, one of the things I do like about religious people or people who have faith or believe in God or are part of, uh, you know, any religion, I guess, is that they, they put something... They're allowed to be to be uh, small. It allows them to have humility and think of something bigger than themselves. Something that is, is so out of our, our control that it totally humbles them. And then what happens with uh, people who don't believe in religion a lot is that they don't think like that. So then the biggest thing that they can think of is them th- themselves. So they, they they might be a little bit more selfish, which, again, I think it's kind of fine. Like I said last week, it's fine to be selfish. But if your whole existence is being selfish, then maybe it's not so fine. And then um, then they don't see anything bigger than themselves. And then but but they 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 naturally and they don't know why, but and maybe they don't even realize it, but they're going to naturally want to believe in something bigger than themselves. So what they end up doing is believing in celebrities, believing in politicians uh, and believing in um, stupid things like astrology, and uh, and and yoga as a religion. I mean, they 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 grasp at straws. They they grasp. They want to. They want to be connected to something. So then they 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 end up being connected to things that maybe will, would end up exploiting them a little bit more harshly than uh, you know going to church on Sundays. But um, that's why people who tend to be conservative 
are um, religious or, or, you know, part of a religious community and they they don't feel like they need a big government um, because their their God is is the government. You know what I mean? Like their God, um, not the government, but God is like their, uh, you know, their boss. And then people who tend to be liberals and atheists and whatever end up be, being a little bit more uh, connected to government government, meaning our United States government, let's say, for example. And then they, they, they end up wanting to give it more power, which I, I don't really like that. Next question. That was a long one. Oh, man. Okay. This is a stupid one. I was going to read it last week, but I didn't want to make... Uh, my guest uncomfortable. So I'm just going to read it and then give it a yes or no answer. But it's a stupid one. Can you lose your virginity by fingering yourself or jerking off? No, you're a loser. Don't do that. Um, next question. How much money do I have to spend to get on the podcast? Uh, $1,000. <laughs> next question. Um, let me get to it. All right. Have you ever been to... Uh, wait, why is that a question? Have I ever been to Washington? What do you mean? Like Washington, D.C. or Washington... Is Seattle in Washington? Seattle is in Washington. I've been there. Yeah. Seattle is in Washington, so I've been there. And I have been to D.C. So, yes, the answer is yes. But it sucks that this is the question because I I want there to be more to it. Like, what's the point of the question? Oh, man, this is another question. I wish there was someone else in here that was smarter than me. What do you think will happen in the future with space exploration and technology? I have no idea. (laughs) That's my answer. I literally, I have no idea. My hope is that aliens come down here and teach us things and let us go on adventures with them. That's, that's, I'm still, you know, fingers crossed for that one. Why, okay, now I mentioned this earlier on, and uh, I don't know if the, this was recording yet, but my um, Instagram live was, and I mentioned it there. This question is, why do, you, why do people hate feminists? And then in parentheses, careful, I'm a feminist. Please be truthful on this. I think that part, I think that's the part. I mean, this is another example of, of religion. Um Conservative women don't tend to be feminists. They they feel empowered by their religion. So it seems like a lot of feminists tend to be liberal. Look, and and let me just put this out there. I'm neither. I'm I'm an independent. I I look at I like to look at things as objectively as I can. Um and and from what I I'm in Los Angeles, so I'm surrounded by everyone like this and it seems like women here are way 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 more liberal. And tend to be feminists, and it's because it's a, it's basically a religion to them. And um, and then the way that she put in parentheses, "Careful, I'm a feminist. Please be truthful on this." Right then and there, it 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 already it it sets me up for failure. <laughs> I can't have an I can't I can't have an opinion on this. I'm gonna be in her eyes. I will be wrong on this, but it is very much like a religion. It's dogmatic. It's very dogmatic. And um, they they like to say it's about equality and all these things. And, and I think that it used to be. I think that that's what feminism, when it was really important. <laughs> I'm getting myself in such hot water right now. 
uh, that's what it used to be. You know, when when women wanted to work and 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 they were burning bras and all that, uh, or wanted to vote. Let's go even back back even further. Um, that's what that's what feminism was about. And then now it's about complaining about every little thing. And um, I don't want to get into the specifics. This is the type of thing that I can end up going on and on and on about for an hour. And to me, it's just really boring already. But I'll give you an example. In the news, like two years ago, there was an article saying, and it was about in the workplace. You don't know where I'm going with this, but it was, um, is air conditioning in the workplace sexist? That's what I don't like about feminism. What 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 I what I find really interesting is that feminists tend to um tend to complain about the most trivial things nowadays and then they totally ignore how women are treated uh in the Middle East which is abhorrent it's it it's it's evil the way women are treated treated in the Middle East and and it it's it's ignored it's totally ignored I mean they should use their power that they have here. I mean, what what I what I applaud feminists for doing is the, that they're very good at organizing. And why can't they uh, talk about that? And Islam is, man, this is so, I this is why I don't like getting political. This is sad water. I really don't want to get pol- political on this. And and it's kind of weird that this is even political. I don't think it should be, but. What I was going to say is Islam is not a nice religion to women or even gay people. And for some reason, that's that's what's ignored right now with feminists. So, um, yeah, I uh, I can I can go more in detail in this, but I, I, I would this is the sort of thing. If you're listening, I think your name's Caitlin. Um, I can call you next week. And you can be on my podcast and you can ask me questions because this is one question and it's weird to just riff off of that one question. I would like to I would like to hear more from you. You see, I'm open minded, I think. I just burped. I don't know if you heard that. Should I do another one so you can hear it? (laughs) Do you think world peace is achievable and or is true love? (laughs) Those are two different things. Uh, No, I don't think world peace is achievable. But I can tell you that we are living in the most pe- peaceful time in human history. Think about this. We have more people now in the world than ever before. I think 7 billion or close to 7 billion. And we are relatively in um, very peaceful times. The, the 20th century was the bloodiest century ever we had two world wars. We had Vietnam. We had uh, we had uh, atomic bombs in in World War Two. We had, I mean, it, it, oh, and then communism. I mean, a lot of you young people might like communism, but it's killed more people than anything really. <laughs> and uh, and communism was very brutal to, you know, China. Uh, Mao Mao killed millions of people. I'm getting so many text messages. It's so annoying. I, I what I don't like, by the way. What I don't like about the technology and, and being plugged in is that people just feel like they can text you at 6.30 at night. I mean, I, I sound so old, but it's just so annoying. Don't text me about work stuff at 6.30 at night. Um, and, uh, yeah, communism. Commun- I mean, the 20th century was so b- bloody. Millions and millions and hundreds of millions of people 
got killed from the wars and communism and, and all that. But uh, there's bad things happening in the world today, but we know about it more than we ever did before because of the access to, to information uh, that we all have. We have supercomputers in our hands. So it seems like things are worse off now than they have ever been, but it's not true. So the question is, do you think world peace is achievable? No, I don't. Um, I don't think it's in our DNA. And I think that that's fine. I think that through hardship and I think through um, through pain and suffering, good can come out of it. Uh, so I'm not the type of person that says war is bad. We should never go to war. There's sometimes justifiable wars like anything. Um, nothing's black and white. So, um, yeah. And then is true love. I don't know how you can add is true love to the end of that but i i don't know for some people i guess there is true love but sometimes it's not I don't, I don't know and i think that there was actually another question like this i'm getting way too many texts man i'm gonna oh god i fucking hate okay um how <laughs> this is a funny one how would the world be if lying didn't exist and would it be for better or for worse if lying didn't exist you wouldn't know about lying so um it would be the same I don't think it would be any better. I think that if there was no lying, if it wasn't in our, if it wasn't embedded in our brains, if it wasn't a, a human trait, uh, then it would just be. No one would know the difference. So I don't know. But there's a movie called The Invention of Lying. I think with a bigger budget, it could have been better, but it still has a lot of really funny and interesting parts. Ricky Gervais, he's a British comedian. He did the re the first Office. Not the U.S. version. He start he he started the show The Office in the U.K. and uh, so he made this movie called The Invention of Lying. I think in two thousand nine. You should check it out. It's 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 kind of funny. So um, that actually would answer your question. It's <laughs> basically in a world that lying just never existed. Someone figures out how to lie, and um, no one knows. Everyone just believes him face value because there is no such thing as lying. So people just believe anyone. So he just when he figured out about lying, he walks into the bank and uh, he tells the bank. The bank teller says, uh, yeah, you don't have any money in here. And then he goes, no, I, I do. I have um, five thousand dollars. And she goes, oh, sorry, the computers might, I guess, are broken. So And then she just gives him five thousand dollars. So I guess that's that's how the world would be. Who <laughs> it, it wouldn't be better or worse. Um, what if I have no passion? How can I figure out what I want to major in? Those are two different things. You're young. So when you're that young, now's the time to just try things. That's why, that's why if you think about it, even with sexuality and anything like that, younger people are way more open-minded. And then they think that old people are not open-minded. But what they forget is that old people were young one time. So old people were at one time open-minded and they think that closed-mindedness is a bad thing. What really happened is that the old people figured out what they liked, and then they just stuck to that. So then everyone else thinks, oh, they're closed-minded. No, they're not. They've done it all. They just aren't interested in the stupidity of liking everything and being okay with everything. So really, um, the way you have to look at having no passion is that it's not what to major in. Those are two different things. School is fake. The, the the way school is structured is fake. It, it it has no attachment to reality outside of school at all. Like that's that's not how society or anything works. 
that's the, the the stupidity of school is that it's supposed to prepare you for life yet it has nothing that life has to offer you it it it, it, it doesn't mimic life at all so um forget about your major and what you you're going to major in pick something out of a hat because it doesn't matter with uh regards to what's your passion just keep trying different things i mean try activities try all different kinds of activities and maybe switch every two weeks or every month or whatever. And if you kind of like something, then do it a little bit longer. If you totally hate something, just throw it away and then try something else. But there's a million things you could be doing. Learn how to knit. And then if you find out that it's boring and you hate it, then then abandon it. And then, you know, try to learn how to draw or paint or something. Um, typically, when someone has a passion, it's something that's more, you know, they use their hands. For guys, it could be like uh, building things and fixing cars. And girls, it could be more artistic things. Not saying guys can't be artists and girls can't build things, but that's kind of how it is. Um, But try it out. Try everything out. Maybe it's even a sport. Um, And you don't have to be a professional at it. Like when I was young, I really wanted to be a professional hockey player, but I don't have the build for it. And um, but I still play to this day because I love it. And um, I'm not making money from hockey, but it brings me joy. And with something that brings you joy, it helps you make money uh, in the sense that it st- it, you, you feel gr- gratified. Is gratified the right word? But you feel like um, doing things that you, 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 you aren't super into, I guess, um, at, for your job. It makes everything else worth it because you can still do things that you really like. Um, but I actually love sad water, so I'm not stuck in a rut. Okay. I think I answered that. Let's go on. Let's move on. Um, this podcast is going on kind of long, but I'm going to answer like two more pages and then leave two more for next week. And it's like, I didn't do my, oh wait. She said, uh, I don't know if you're still recording, but I'm busy right now. I am still recording. (laughs) I'm typing with one hand. I'm going to just say, let's do this next week. Do this next week. All right. Oh, you heard that feedback? It was because I was touching my phone while it was being recorded. How weird is that? I don't even understand that. Um, All right. Next question is... (laughs) Oh, it's the same guy that asked the one before. All right. Do you think people should be punished with jail or with death? Um, I used to... I, I kind of go back and forth with the death penalty... Um, you know who's the worst with that is China. Uh, they have the most capital punishment in the world. Also, Saudi Arabia does. And I think Russia, but China. China's the worst with it. Um, and not only that, but they don't report all of it. So they're already at number one with capital punishment, meaning death penalty. But then there's a whole... People think that it might be even quadruple the amount that they say because they don't report all of it. I uh, I go back and forth on the death penalty. I think that if there's even a sliver of chance of making a mistake, I don't think it's worth it. I think uh, 
keeping someone in jail for their whole life is is like the same thing and um it's the sort of thing where we could afford it so fine oh and you see how this question is really deep i mean not really deep but kind of deep the same person asks are airpods worth it i don't have airpods so i don't know probably not you want to know why because it makes you look like an asshole <laughs> Uh, I, I really don't like that little dick part of the AirPods, the little stick that hangs out of your ear. I think it's like tech gauges. I don't like it. Is hate speech real? I've talked about this before, and it's no, it's not. It's absolutely not real. The United States doesn't have laws against hate speech. It doesn't exist. It's not. It, it doesn't exist in, in law at all. It's not a thing. And the reason is, is because if you look at the First Amendment, which is freedom of speech and freedom of religion and expression, um, the things that people find deplorable, the, the, the kind of speech that people find offensive or anything like that, it's subjective. You could be offended by anything. No one can prepare you for what you will be offended for. Like, no one, if I'm talking to you, there is no way I would know what will offend you and what won't offend you. And then you can stop me and say, that was offensive. And I could be like, well, I don't know what to tell you. Um, so hate, quote, hate speech is the sort of speech that's supposed to be protected by the First Amendment. And it is protected by the First Amendment. Think about it. Popular speech doesn't need protection. Hate speech is bullshit. And by the way, people who are racist and hateful and all that, those people especially when they're so open about it, those people do a disservice for themselves because they're typically not very eloquent. They typically go on their feeling uh, with their, with whatever they think. It's more about how they feel rather than doing research and, and, um, and having really well thought out arguments and conclusions and all that. These people are the types of people that you, you dislike and want to, not allowed to express themselves. And those are the people that we want expressing themselves because we don't want them hiding on the weird corners of the internet. We want them out in the open and making a fool out of themselves because then then what happens is um, they just discredit themselves out in the open. When w If we were to um, bar those people from talking, uh, then we'd kind of validate their opinion. So it goes against you if you do that. Um, let me see. I'm looking at the questions. Some of these are good. I wanna, I wanna like. I'm reading. I'm gonna save. I'm gonna save some of these, but I wanna. I wanna do one more question. And uh like I wanna I wanna finish the this off strong. I don't know. Noises and mouth noises from my mouth, killing time. Boop beep boop beep beep. Alright. I guess this is not super strong, but it's strong enough. <laughs> Old school rap versus new rap. I feel like a lot of new rap is um, is emo. It's just people either mumbling mumble rap or whining. 
um, and I think it's it's almost pop music. It's all pop music. But the thing about rap rap, like old school rap, is um, I don't think that... I think that, yes, some some there's some good songs and good artists, but as a whole, I'm not really a huge fan of the rap genre. I think that to to glorify being a gangster and being in jail and selling drugs and selling your whole uh, um racial group down the river which they um I, they do i mean their communities are destroyed uh it 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 doesn't do them any good and the thing about that is if you look at the origins of rock and roll and rhythm and blues and jazz and all these things it was heavily influenced and a lot of it started by um by uh black by black people by african americans i don't like saying african americans because sometimes they're not from africa sometimes they're haitians so let's just say black people um they were very 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 influential in all genres of music and then i think that when they put all their focus into hip-hop it just kind of went it just died um and that's not to say there aren't any in rock and roll now or rhythm and blues or um, jazz or anything like that. But just if, for, if you look at the amount of people um, consuming hip hop, that's where the gold rush is. So, you know, why not go there? But um, the messages that they put in their songs are kind of dangerous for, for their own uh, communities and stuff. God, it's really hot in my room right now. I don't know why. So uh, that's not to say I'm not a fan of some of the music. I am, but um, it's not my favorite. And uh, yeah, I hope you all learned some stuff on this podcast because you know what? This was a uh, this was definitely a more informative sad cast. This is what happens when you've done 28 episodes so far. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Oh, I feel like a lot of people who start things just give up <laughs> after really quickly because we're so into instant gratification where um if it's not like a thousand people listening or whatever right off the bat then uh it's not worth doing, right? But this is actually good for me too cuz I get to talk to myself. <laughs> That's basically what this is, is I'm talking to myself with the help of some of your questions. All right, guys, sadders, all, all you sadders out there, I love you all. And this was Sadcast episode 28. I am Sadwater, and here's now a music for you.